0: Welcome to The Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant, independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Sunday, June 11th, 2023. Thank you for joining me today. I personally think today is going to be, or is, it's a very important show. The topic that we're going to get into is something that I've had off to the side for quite a while, that, that a lot of us have seen, kind of, you know, Percolating and building and you know a lot of long before the transgender conversation, just what these things are doing. Things that we've talked a lot about, interestingly enough, dioxins, PFAS, many, any number of things, including vaccine components, that are called endocrine endocrine disrupting chemicals or EDCs. Now, the problem here is that we're finding in real, like the research has been showing for a really long time and people are stumbling into yet again, sort of like the dioxin conversation that this has been known about for a long time, that they're near ubiquitous skin products, toys for children. And yet they know this, they know that there's a very serious problem here. In what this can do effects on hormone, sex, gender dysphoria, and yet. Over and over, there's been studies that have found, okay, here are the characteristics. Here's how we can identify which ones are these things. Weirdly enough, I have failed to identify any action that's been taken to reduce these from the population. Now, you can ask yourself whether that means it's intentional that they're in the, the, you know, circulating around the population. That's something we should definitely consider. I will give my opinions on this as we go through it, but what I'm mostly concerned about today is the one primary question that we're asking in the title. Are these endocrine-disrupting chemicals causing or leading to, in some cases, gender dysphoria? And then is that being used to drive this transgender conversation? Now, it's interesting, again, we'll kind of end with this point, that we've just discussed the concept of the gender dysphoria illusion. Not that it doesn't exist, of course. There's long before this conversation, that's a disorder that at least as we understand it, if the science around that is accurate and we can trust it, which we should question everything, assuming that's the case, then yeah, it's something that does exist. But what we're finding out is that the movement, which is the way I think it's important to frame this, because not every transgender person is even involved with this or even supports what's going on, but the movement itself, the wildly politicized movement, on the side of the people, they're now saying, we don't have gender dysphoria. Don't you, don't you know, it's just a construct. We can pick what we want, but you see, you don't just snap your fingers and suddenly be what you want. Of course, it goes through this very dangerous, non-studied process of puberty blockers, then hormone treatments, and then surgeries, all of which have no long-term studies, and each individually, according to the experts at these clinics and Reuters and AP and everyone covering this can cause infertility, permanent disability of your, of your reproductive organs, death bone issues and growth problem i mean it's incredible so it's not just oh i can just pick what i want except that is what's being given t- taught to children but all that aside today that's important to keep in mind in all of this because i definitely feel that there's an agenda around all of this but today we're just going to focus on the facts around the endocrine disrupting chemicals and whether that can lead to not just gender dysphoria but simply the the altering your genetic makeup in sexual ways, whether it is your mental perception of these things, your actual hormones, a lot of different ways this is materializing. So let's go through this today, and you guys can think what you want about this, ask questions, share the information. I think it's very important that we walk that we, that we ask these tough questions today. Most people are afraid to even get into this topic because you might be canceled, but you see, you only worry about being canceled when you're tapped into the mainstream system, which we're not come at me, bring it on. Try to cancel me. See how that works out. But the point is ultimately that we're going to continue to ask these tough questions because they're necessary. And what's interesting is it's not even up for debate. Just so you know, the science is very clear on this in regard to are these in some cases? Absolutely. And I'll make that clear as we go through this. So why is that not being addressed in this larger conversation? These are questions you can ask for yourself. Now let's start with a couple of quick side points. Actually, only really one side point. That I wanted to include just because I actually think this is pretty incredible, completely unrelated to what we're going to talk about today. But just this first one point that I saw today, and I, I just we've been talking about the January sixth conversation. And even interestingly enough, there's even a, a slight overlap with the kind of transgender, the way that it's being framed as if these like white supremacist, militant right right wing conspiracy theorists are somehow targeting the transgender movement. That's, we all see that, and that's completely artificial to some degree. There are people doing that, but it's not just all of the right wing or whatever they clumsily try to frame it as. Now, I'm not even going to get into the backstory so much to even just quickly rattle off about January 6th, the PSYOP that it clearly was. But what's interesting is that this came out on June 10th. Colin Rugg posts this. Now, this, comes, this is the actual video itself. You can download it for yourself. You can look at it. Here's the actual article. Here's the uh, a, a lawmaker basically saying yes that is correct that is a real video and th- this is of fbi and police in fl- dressed up like matt you know trump supporters which up to that point you may go oh, we all know that don't we we do despite the uh, complete ridiculous you know not fake news by whoever doesn't want to look at the obvious facts like every other conversation on the table right now but guess what else this shows not just that they were there, but in fact that they were driving people into the building. Now, this is, I mean, I don't even know how you could pretend this is not wildly relevant. No matter what the content, like, I, show, I'm, I'm going to let you watch the whole thing if you want. Not right now. I'll include the, the video. I think it is seven minutes. I just want to show you the one part that I find very, very important. We walk through. These are cops, and it's all kind of, you know, these subtitles about what they're saying so you can see who's saying what because it gets muffled here and there but it's not even necessarily about the context right or the content of what they're saying because you'll see them you know charging people on maga and doing all the same things and these are verifiably you know not trump supporters but it's what happens when they start to get inside right so right about here early on they connect and you hear them kind of internally talking you can clearly tell that they're not just trump regular supporters the way that they conduct themselves. But right in here, you'll begin to see them, our house, where it started, you know, that's, you know, so far you might just think they're just trying to look like Trump supporters, right? But when they start to go in the building, right about here, help them up, help them up, help them up, these are the officers saying this, into the building, go, 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 these are police officers or FBI agents driving people inside the Capitol. Now, how do you explain that without exactly what we think happened? USA! 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 USA!
1: USA. Come on, boys. Go! Go! Let's go! Go! Help him up. Help him up. Help him up. Hold on, wait! Push him wait, up. Push him up. Brains. Help me break
2: it! Come on, come on, come on, let's go! Leave that! Leave it! Leave it! I don't to God
0: damn it! Some of this you could argue, they're talking to each other, right? But in general, they're guiding people up this building. Now, I'm going to leave it there just because this I don't want to focus on this today. I just, I just felt like it was important to put out there for those that might not have seen it. Because this does connect to a lot of other things. The, the, this is not just about right wing or left wing. This is about creating a situation where they can deem anybody they don't want you to listen to a threat, domestic terrorist, so they can shut down what's being discussed like conversations today. Now, interestingly enough, by the way, it's not even a new video, which is something I keep pointing out. Here is Stephen Horne saying, well, when this was first leaked in March, here's the thread he put out right there, March 25th. So ask yourself how that even makes sense. First of all, that so it's like Tucker's big January 6th video and the whole framing of that, how he got pushed. To, well, it turns out that was not even, you could; it was out already. So was that really what happened? Apparently people really hate when I'm <laughs> Pointing out my opinions about why I don't trust Tucker Carlson. I don't know why people are so defensive about that, but I'm just being honest about why I think people are playing you and gaming you. But if you don't want me to point it out, apparently, if you guess the guess, it's not important if you're being fooled by somebody, who, at least that I think so. I'm just kind of being facetious. I definitely think we're being played by a lot of this, including the people that are pretending to be on your side. So, question everything, guys. It's clear the government, corporate media, including the ones pretending to be independent today, are definitely trying to create a situation where we're no longer doing what we're doing as the independent media, and you're left to just take what the government gives you. Here's the information. You can look at this for yourself. Now, I will also say there's two great articles I put up today from Matt Arrett, The British Imperial Hand Behind Russiagate and Global Governance Exposed Again. It's a really great article going over a lot more than just Russiagate and, and the you know global governance concept. But I mean, I want to get into it because it'll take away. It's a great article. This one as well. John F. Kennedy broke the rules of the zero-sum game. Will his nephew learned how this was done? Another great article, really getting into some really important information. And if you take the time to really read through these and not just jump to conclusions about earlier discussion points, you'll find that he makes very clear points about the two party illusion and how or even like things discussing like the Belt and Road Initiative. People get t- super defensive about something like that, which I completely understand. In fact, I understand that there's we should be concerned about what that might be leading towards, just a shifting in power and the, the China. I'm no, I don't think the China government, Chinese government is in any way a good thing. I think they're all bad, but the point is that you can see these as something that might be sought after by individuals that are part of that society, not necessarily the globalist government trying to do something to, you know, just as an alternative perspective. I'm very skeptical of all of it, and as I've said many times, there's plenty of points he makes in these that I, that I actually disagree with, but I find the information to be very important, and I find these conclusions to be very intriguing based on facts. So look at it for yourself if you want to find out things that you might not have thought about. I love challenging ideas, and I think that's important today. Now, starting off with the part that kind of opened this door for me today and yesterday. I saw this video, I'm going to play it next, of uh, RFK Jr. speaking with Jordan Peterson. And he makes this argument, which again, we've kind of seen floating around a little bit, long before transgender conversation, but since this has been such an aggressive focal point, it's something that we need to dive into. And so when I saw this come out today, I said, OK, today's the day like, I've been trying to get somebody. I put out a tweet today, in fact, just kind of like exacerbated anybody out there who's an endocrinologist that wants to speak to me. Anybody? Because I can't seem to get anybody. I actually, by the way, just set up an interview tomorrow with Dr. Peter McCullough on this exact topic. So we're going to be talking about that tomorrow. And so, I'm gonna, you know, this is one of the reasons I want to get into a deep today a little bit. But I, I would love to speak to specifically an endocrinologist about this. But what's interesting, and I'll make this point as we go through. That it turned that that, those are the same people today that are now in the business of giving transgender people hormone treatments in a lot of overlap. Not everyone, but a lot of overlap because that's the same thing that's happening, right? So suddenly, these very people that might be going, Oh, there's a problem here, maybe going, Whoa, profit, just a thought. Now, let's watch this clip so you can hear what RFK's opinion is on this, where he's basically exactly what we're going to get into today. There is a connection here. And then we'll go through the facts and you guys can decide for yourselves. Well, one last thought, actually. What's interesting is, you know, this is how these games work. Let's say you don't trust RFK Jr., right? I'm still deciding. I think I see things I very strongly disagree with, but other things I think are very important. I just haven't decided whether he doesn't see that or not, or he just, you know, however you want to look at it. But it's also fun to consider that things like this get put out by certain people so they know that people who already think it will accept it, and people who already don't agree with him will simply deny it. So what does it achieve? Nothing. It reaches people who already think it, people that don't dismiss it. It's the same thing that happens with someone like Alex Jones, Tucker Carlson. Not to even suggest that means that they're dishonest. I have my own opinions about that. I mean, we'll get into the whole Alex Jones gay frog conversation because that's true. <laughs> except it was framed the way that made it look dumb. And maybe that was intentional by him. I'll let you decide for yourselves. We'll come back to that. Let's hear what RFK has to say.
1: Seeing the climate apocalypse use fear to induce something approximating the same kind of level of tyranny as far as I'm concerned that characterized the the vaccine lockdown help me sort that out and, and understand where you stand i see the, these huge levels of depression and despair uh, loneliness in kids and i don't think that there's a single cause to it um and i think blaming it on you know depression about climate is probably over simplistic in fact i yeah. think a lot of the problems we see in kids and particularly boys it's probably underappreciated um that uh, how much of that is coming from chemical exposures, including a lot of the sexual dysphoria that we're seeing. They, I mean, they're swimming through a soup of toxic chemicals today, and many of those are endocrine disruptors. There's atrazine throughout our water supply. Atrazine, by the way, if you, in a lab, put atrazine in a tank full of frogs, it will chemically castrate and forci- forcibly feminize every frog in there and 10 percent of the frogs the male frogs will uh, will turn into fully viable females able to produce viable eggs if it's doing that to frogs it could re- it, there's a lot of other evidence that it's doing it to human beings as well what an interesting overlap
0: Right, I mean, it just—it's the same. Like, I, 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 can't. I, I, don't know. I don't think this was put out today. But either way, the point is, once this gets wind, you know, the corporate media, if they choose to, it'll be—it'll be a heyday. They're gonna say, "Oh, Alex Jones, gay frogs, and RFK Jr." I promise you, we're gonna see that during the election, if not right away which is really dumb because he's not making a stupid argument. He's making an easily verifiable argument, in fact, one that we'll even show you within the scientific literature. But, of course, they don't trust the science, do they? They trust the narrative, but I guess they think that is the science. But he makes a couple of interesting points, right? That is, it's not just the endocrine disruptors. That's all we're focusing on today, or maybe a little bit of deviation with one part, but ultimately just that. But he makes a great point. There's plenty of other chemicals that they simply just don't deem EDCs, but that still have a very clear effect. A lot of what is happening today to you in a lot of different ways, weirdly enough, seem to always cross paths around infertility, reproductive issues, cancers. Isn't it weird how all of these things in totally different concepts seem to all cause the same things? Could just be the way the world works or it could be something else going on and just pointing out an obvious thing. But ultimately... He's making a point about the frogs and the hormones and how this works, and it's not, its the point about Alex Jones. I might as well say it here since this is a perfect overlap. Is that when he put the? I've said this so many times over the years, as long followers have known. I will know when Alex Jones said that a long time ago. Of course, in his classically, you know, kind of bellicose, oh, you know, the way that Alex Jones presents himself, which is entertaining. They turned the frogs gay and the whole thing, but of course, when he, he it wasn't just that that he said. Right. He did, in fact, go into the point about what was the, the reality was there was research, real study, real science that showed you that the chemicals that were coming from different sources, but, you know, chemical plants and things that were leaking leaching into the environment were quite literally altering the hormonal makeup of these animals. Primary, primarily which were frogs in this case, but it wasn't just frogs. It's Like he said, if it's causing that to frogs, it'll do something to anything that's touching that has hormones. It's causing a hormonal shift, right? But then you have to ask yourself, the way that it was framed, was that so it could be brought that way? I mean I don't, and People don't like to think about this, but they want to believe in certain people, but we should ask that. Or it could be that he didn't mean it that way and they chose to take him out of context. And either way, though, they use someone like him to dismiss things out of hand, which is not his fault, is it? He's right. It is causing frogs to be gay or whatever the boiled down talking point ultimately is. So first of all, the only point in bringing that up is just to reflect on the fact that they, you know, they use character people, certain people out there to couch topics that are real behind their perception. Like, like Tucker and, and anybody else. So Elon Musk these days, right? If he says it on Twitter, they'll dismiss it immediately. And that's how this game is played, whether or not they know that. So we have EDCs all over the world. It is, I mean, it's the same kind of problem as the dioxins. Well, dioxins are an EDC. All of these are. Weirdly, all the chemicals they don't seem to want to talk about or engage with or acknowledge until we force them to. Kind of makes me start to think there's a reason these are being allowed to be there. Just my personal opinion. The endocrine system is a network of glands and organs that produce, store, and secrete hormones. It's very specific. So if you were going to make something that directly, that that focused on, like a weapon, that focused on causing this thing to happen, well, some of these chemicals, like a TCGD, which might in fact even be a chemical weapon, like we've seen it used in Agent Orange in Vietnam. That was a weapon. It was not about foliage. It was 20 times the allowable use. Or the fact that it was used to try to assassinate a Ukrainian president. This is real information. You could look this stuff up. It's not hard to find. So the question would be, was this designed this way? But either way, these things focus on your hormonal structure and your body. It says, when functioning normally, the endocrine system works with other systems to regulate your body's healthy development and function throughout life. Endocrine disrupting chemicals, or EDCs, are substances in the environment. Air, soil, water supply, food sources, personal care products, manufactured products that interfere with the normal function of your body's endocrine system. So why is that allowed then? Like it's, you, it's, it's near ubiquitous. Food, hair products, facial products, children's toys. And I'm going to show you right now, this, this, they've been studying this since the two, early 2000s and finding, yep, it's certainly dangerous and it's certainly causing hormonal problems. And then nothing happens. Now, you could certainly chalk that up to just malfeasance, profiteering at simple, simply put that they just don't care about your safety or health, especially when it when it butts up against their profit. But I think it has to be more than that. Since EDCs come from many different sources, people are exposed in several ways, including air we breathe, the food we eat, the water we drink. EDCs can also enter the body through the skin. EDCs are chemicals or mixtures of chemicals that interfere with the way the body's hormones work. They can disrupt many different hormones, uh, which is why they have been linked to nervous adver- n- uh, numerous adverse health, human health outcomes, including alterations in sperm quality and fertility, abnormalities in sex organs, endometrosis. And uh, what was I forgot to look that one up. Actually, let's look at this one. A condition resulting from the appearance of uh, endomaterial tissue outside the uterus and causing pelvic pain. So you, you'll see all, all, every one of these relates to some sort of sexual orientation or hormonal makeup concept. Early puberty, altered nervous function, nervous system function, immune function, certain cancers, respiratory problems, metabolic issues, diabetes, obesity, cardiovascular problems, growth, neurological and learning disabilities, and more. <laughs> Great. Couldn't even include it all. So all of these things have been known about for a super long time decades and i don't see any action to do anything about it the question again to put forward as we go forward is whether or not the alteration of your you know puberty alt changes sperm and this is just talking about the fertility we're going to get into whether or not the science is finding that it's literally causing gender dysphoria here's the nih saying the human body is dependent on hormones for a healthy endocrine system which controls many biological processes like normal growth, fertility, reproduction. Hormones act in extremely small amounts and minor disruptions in those levels may cause significant development of biological effects. That's a really important sentence. So just the point is that just minor changes can cause very serious long-term problems in your sexual orientation and everything else. So we're talking way past a minor problem with just one of these very serious, ubiquitous issues. Now, there's some I didn't even mention yet, which you're probably going to be surprised about, but that are literally everywhere. Endocrine disruptors are found in many everyday products. I just, every time this list blows me away. Cosmetics, food, beverage packaging, toys, carpet, pesticides. What isn't it in and why don't they care? According to the Endocrine Society, there are nearly 85,000 human-made chemicals in the world. And a thousand or more of those could be they could be endocr- endocrine disruptors. I love how they, sh- they say that because NIH saying that, but the science has found that they are. But they say could because I guess it only matters when they s- I mean, it's co- sort of like saying it could be more transmissible, could be more deadly when they know that it's not. So basically it's a lie. Let's, let's call it what it is. It's a lie. Could be means they don't know when we do know. The following are among the most common and well studied. Take a note of this wheel. Isn't it odd that the thing that the EPA seems super confused about during all of these palestines discussion like what are we supposed to, what's tested for what what are we talking well they're clearly aware of this and they have been for a really long time not only that it's definitely very dangerous in a lot of different ways but in fact on top of everything it is is in fact an endocrine disruptor and it by and it says a byproduct of certain manufacturing processes or you know if they decide to burn a bunch of vinyl chloride in your hometown however it works out very clearly a problem but look at the rest of these bpa we've talked about atrazine one of the most commonly applied herbicides in the world per uh perchlorate uh, per- what is how you pronounce that per cor- uh, perchlorate is a colorless salt manufactured Ma- salt manufactured and used as an industrial chemical to make rockets explosives fireworks found in your groundwater good times oh there's pfas everywhere everywhere nonstick pans you know thank you dupont and and teflon we we're just talking about that everywhere now here's one that's going to be that's listed quite a lot and this one has i think is the most overlap with the with the issue of gender dysphoria and just sexual you know hormonal makeup which actually let's do this really quickly i forgot to do the uh, pronunciation on this this was a weird very strange word there you go let's see phthalate phthalate i was going to say phthalate probably <laughs> phthalate so phthalates are a large group of compounds used as liquid plasticizers. So this is basically a lot of plastics and a lot of packaging, which is, I mean, we know everywhere, everything, anywhere is wrapped in thin plastic. They are found in hundreds of products, including food, packaging, cosmetics, fragrances, children's toys. There you go. The most obvious issue with this and directly affecting, which I'm going to get into the studies. I'll stop saying, we'll get to it. And that's the problem right there. Seemingly focused on children. Cosmetics that may contain phthalates include nail polish, hairspray, aftershave, lotion, cleanser, shampoo. My God. Then we got PCBs, right? We've talked about this with like All these different things we keep talking about keep popping up in different conversations. And all of these are equally problematic. And this is just some of the most most obvious ones. It's just another list of these chemicals and, and not just the names, but what they actually align with, right? So BPA, plastic, canned goods. Furniture, mattress, kitchen items, personal care, conventional food, weed killers, unfiltered water, preservatives found in cleaning and and personal care products, sunscreen, fragrance as a a stabilizer, personal care, stain-resistant carpeting, nonstick cookware, cosmetics, food packaging, plastics, canned good, fragrance, fish, cleaning products, antimicrobial. Oh, you mean like all the things that everybody doused themselves with for three years during the fake COVID pandemic? Uh Uh-huh. That's one of them, too. Okay, 2009. Now, this is just about the overview of these chemicals, just one, and it goes back further than 2009. But just so you know that they're very aware of this, 2009, endocrine-disrupting chemicals from the Endocrine Society Scientific, and this is a statement from their group. This is a growing interest, they write, in the possible health threat posed by endocrine-disrupting chemicals, products that interfere with hormone, biosynthesis, metabolism, or action resulting in a deviation from normal homeostatic control or reproduction. We present the evidence that endocrine disruptors have effects on male and female reproduction, breast development and cancer, prostate cancer, neuro, neuroendocrinology, thyroid metabolism and obesity, and cardiovascular endocrinology. Implicate that EDCs as a significant concern to public health. You just got to love how they keep finding this and yet weirdly nothing happens about it. I don't know how you misunderstand what that shows you. And this is just one. Same thing happens with PFAS, with dioxins, with glyphosate, with any number of things we could point out where they just go, uh, (laughs) oh, you mean the 47 studies that said it was super dangerous and we need to do something about it and we still haven't done anything about it, but, uh, EDCs represent a broad class of molecules such as organochlorinated pesticides, industrial chemicals, plastics for plasticizers, fuels, and many other chemicals that are present in the environment or are widespread use everywhere it says basically the studies calling on them to invoke the precautionary principle which is you know something that literally doesn't happen anymore when their agenda's on the line or ever which is basically just in case let's stop using all these things until we find out more (laughs) yeah right they don't care now here's one from 2019 same point now this is i'm not this i'm not even really going to get into this one it's just to make the point so we're talking 2009 10 years, an entire decade goes by. Are they going, stop these things now. We should stop. All of these things are killing. They're st- are causing infertility. They're causing sex change. What are do they doing in this new study 10 years later, nine years later? We're still deciding the consensus on the key characteristics of of the basis for ha- Yeah, you, you can read it for yourself. This isn't about disputing whether it's happening. They're just discussing still after nine years what the characteristics are and how they can categorize which ones are happening. So what does this amount to? As every other topic we show you, they're not worried about stopping this. They're studying you. Okay, what's happening? How do we identify these things? What are the characteristics? Yeah, because they want to study how it works. Sure as hell don't want to stop it. Otherwise, they'd have plenty of time to do so. We'll start with the injections. That's one of the most obvious ones, right? We've all seen this. These injections, as well as... Most injections and in the adjuvants are very clearly overlapped with this very concept. Now, let's just get into what we're seeing in just a few examples. We've got this is stuff, all stuff we haven't shown. I'm, I'm just not even including all the different research we've already done over three years showing you direct effects on reproductivity, fertility, menstruation. We've all seen this. It's not even disputed barely anymore. So there you go. Right off the bat, we have the COVID-19 injection that is absolutely part of this. Thousands report unusual menstruation patterns. And of course, they still pretend like it's not happening. There's another article, if you want to read deeper on it, the COVID-19 vaccines and the menstrual cycle, which it's NIH. It's not even up for dispute. It is happening. We've proven this. But yet, weirdly enough, on Twitter, you're a conspiracy theorist, which doesn't mean anything these days. Influence of COVID vaccines on the endocrine system. I, think, I forget if I highlight. Yes, yeah, a couple points in here. And its it's exactly what you might think. At present, the endocrine dysfunction reported in the literature of SARS-CoV-2 vaccination mainly involves the thyroid gland, islets, actually, that was one I want to look up to. I guess islets or islet, would you say islet? I guess it's a small island, so wouldn't that be islet? Anyway, a portion of tissue structurally distinct from the surrounding tissues. Pituitary gland, that's important. The adrenal gland, these are all, all these are hormonal. I mean, this is exactly the same point. And just so it's clear... This is, this is very clearly saying this is a, these are literal effects from your endocrine system because of the injection. So what else are we calling this? Now, we could argue about what part of this, or maybe all parts of the injection, are in fact the possible EDC, but I think we already know this. We've already shown you that nanoparticles in general can be very clearly linked with fertility issues and reproductivity. So too can the mRNA. So too can the spike protein. So who cares? Ultimately, we know that the injection is causing all these problems. I should say who cares because it does matter. But some just specifics, it says hyperglycemia exacerbation after the vaccines. These are all under the list of endocrine disrupting problems. Adrenal gland related disorders have been reported. Oh, and this was just an extension of the thyroid issue in general, showing you another study showing there's emerging evidence of an association between the injection and subacute thyroid, th- thyroiditis. And one of the points I want to make with this is that a, a lot of these autoimmune problems are very clearly connected to the endocrine disrupted problem, endocrine disruption. The autoimmune inflammatory syndrome induced by adjuvants may be an underrecognized cause of endocrinopathies and should particularly be considered post-vaccination. So look, we, you know, one of the largest problems we're seeing with this is autoimmune problems and immune suppression. You know, it's just basically one, you know, either way it's the same problem. It's overreactive or underreactive. And what is causing that in a large degree? Adjuvants that are causing these exact endocrinopathies it's the same issue a number of endocrine autoimmune disorders have been described as part of an autoimmune inflammatory syndrome induced by adjuvants we've already shown you the the uh, i think actually i may even have it pulled over here to the side not that i need to grab it but that we've already talked about this in depth this is just from uh, 2021. The mRNA lipid nanoparticle platforms lipid nanoparticle component used in the is highly inflammatory. And that's a bad thing. It's very clearly showing you that these are dangerous. These are causing negative side effects. And one of the things that is coming up today, which I'll get into another show, is the idea of the lipid nanoparticles, rather mRNA specifically, is not as potentially dangerous when alone. It is still, in my opinion, very clearly a problem. But the lipid nanoparticle, the mRNA-lipid nanoparticle kind of discussion, that's lipid nanoparticles that encapsulate the mRNA instructions, are apparently what are, all, the rat studies show it on almost every part of the body. And that is what is then causing the seri- most serious issue. And we're being lied to about most all of this. I think that was it in this one. Now, oh, one other interesting point before we go on to the next segment coronavirus damages the endocrine system. Now, we've been seeing this since 2020. Now, for those out there that might immediately say, well, that's not real, virus don't exist, and all these different conversations, fair points to make if you think that's what's happening. It still doesn't change the fact that they were trying to point, if you're taking that as the point, let's say, they were pointing at something that wasn't there and saying, oh, it's causing this problem, which would arguably be covering up the problem they know is there. But let's say this is actually there. What's interesting to me is that that then goes over the conversation of whether this was engineered. And if that was the case, which it seems like is pretty much the most, that's the largest consensus I see right now. And most of the evidence seems to point in that direction. And this was something that was very clearly, which by the way, was where we started with all this, that this does seem to be something that was engineered and created and used. Well, was it made this way, right? Was it made to do exactly this? Was that the whole point? Something we should ask. The point, though, is you'll find an endless amount of research showing you COVID 19 and how it affects the system. Okay, well, if you keep, if that's the case, then why aren't we asking based on your statements if that's what's causing the gender dysphoria? No, fake news. You know, why they push back on this no matter what, the point I made a moment ago. And we'll come back to this. And that's the illusion of gender dysphoria, that the community is pushing back on that. But yet the academic and scientific community that's weirdly supporting this no matter what is kind of lying for them and going, no, no, it's gender dysphoria. And we'll write down that even though you don't say that. So what you see right there is an effort to push this from the top, despite the fact that the very community saying they need this are the ones going, you're wrong. That's not it. Because the only way they make this seem make sense to most people is by saying it's a disorder and we're trying to treat it. That they're pushing back on that right now. You can be what you want. See, there's a very clear problem here. But let's talk about glyphosate, right? We've talked about this endlessly, long before COVID-19, I had a really great interview with Doctor uh, with Denny Rancourt, who I believe we'll be connecting with soon for something else, and Stephanie Snep PhD. I believe that they're they're both PhDs. In fact, the point is that we talked about specifically glyphosate and how this is almost priming your body in a very interesting and dangerous way to deal to to to, to with, with the injection. So think about that. In the, same, in the larger conversation about whether this might have been part of the point. Because one of the things I keep telling you is that glyphosate is literally everywhere. That's not my opinion. It is in the clothes you're wearing. It's in the air you're breathing. It is in the water you're drinking. That is absolutely provable. And I've shown you this a hundred times. I always, I always hate stop, but let's see if I can get this one. Uh, talked about this a lot. There we go. Look at that. We've talked about the beers in Germany, the Napa Valley wines. All of it is completely overrun with glyphosate. That means it's not organic anymore. This was one of the ones I thought was most important. I I called it the piss test around the world. hundred and fifty European Parliament members to test their urine for glyphosate. I actually think it was in a way to say, see, there's not a problem. Guess what? Every single one of them had glyphosate in their urine. Think about that for a second. Why wasn't this the biggest story in the world? it is literally everywhere. So the point being that I think she's right. I think this was, this isn't just simple malfeasance. This is something that was done. We are drenched in glyphosate. And then you come to find out that it does the same thing. Controversies on endocrine and reproductive effects of glyphosate. Now, this is one of the most incredible articles to me. And it shows you the same problem that's been going on a long time. This is from 2021, but it's the problem of their findings say one thing and then, you know, what ultimately the, the scientific community says, which is not the scientific community. It's only the people that toe a certain line. The rest of them are conspiracy theorists, which is what we see today. That's their argument. Well, here it says glyphosate-based herbicides or GBHs. Now, this is important for this point. There's a big difference between testing glyphosate by itself and saying this is X, Y, and Z versus testing glyphosate within the herbicides which go along with a lot of other chemicals. So one of the main things this article is saying is that, well, when, you, when which, which is always how they game it, just like with East Palestine and Norfolk Southern only testing for these broad overview chemicals and saying, no, no, nothing to see here, they know what they're doing. So when they pick, pluck the chemical out and say, no, that's the only dangerous part, that's not even true. So it's a way to make it look like it's not happening. But when you test just the herbicides, you'll see something crazy here. They're among the most used pesticides worldwide presenting high potential for human exposure. It's not even high potential. It is right now on your body. GBHs, or glyphosate-based herbicides, can disrupt certain hormonal signaling pathways with impacts on the hypothalamic pituitary gonadal axis and other organ systems. So it gets much more clear than that, but that's what else you really need to see. It absolutely disrupts and alters your sexual understanding, your hormonal makeup, The mixture of the active ingredients and formulants can have cumulative effects. That's the point I was just saying. On specifically the endocrine and reproductive endpoints, which is probably why they just test it by itself and go, no, no, you're good. Which requires special attention from regulatory agencies, which guess what? Nothing happened. According to the Endocrine Disruptor Screening Program of the United States Environmental Protection Agency, because they care about you, and reports from the European Food Safety Authority, there is no sufficient evidence to support endocrine-disrupting effects of glyphosate. Oh, I was wrong. End of story. Let's, let's shut the show down. Oh, oh, that's not it, actually. Oh, my mistake. Let's actually read what the actual science found. So you see, this is where most experts and these, you know, science podcasts out there that are breaking down how we're fake news, this is what they do. To them, the CDC said, is all you need. According to the endocrine disruptive screening program and the EPA and the United States and the EPA and the European food, there's no evidence that you're a fake news conspiracy. Okay, well let's just just for fun, let's go look at what the science says. On the other hand, it continues, several studies have pointed to potential endocrine and reproductive effects of glyphosate and glyphosate based herbicides in different model systems, with results usually indicating higher toxicity of the herbicides when compared to active ingredients alone. It says some studies suggest that both technical grade glyphosate and the herbicides could ex- exert receptor-mediated estrogenic or androgenic effects. That's exactly what you think it is. Demonstrated that environmentally relevant concentrations of glyphosate promoted the transcription activity of estrogen-responsive elements and induced in vitro growth of the t d hormone-dependent breast cancer cell lineage. We're just getting started. But if you ask the EPA, your fake news doesn't exist. There's no evidence, despite this clear scientific evidence. Let's keep going. Overall, it seems the GBHs, rather than technical grade glyphosate, are able to disrupt the transcription and activity of some components of the steroidogenic machinery, sometimes leading to changes in the hormone production. Now, by the way, each one of these, you can actually, least, this is a peer-reviewed study from Frontiers. Highly, highly respected outlet. But individually, they have the studies linked if you want to read the claims each one. Every single one of these contradict with the EPA's swearing that you don't understand. These things are clearly having an effect. And he's talking about the the herbicides rather than specifically the glyphosate, but which in and of itself also has problems. Observe, which we should know by now. Observe several changes in the the adrenal gland of adult male Wistar rats exposed to ten micrograms. Uh, what was BW again uh, of Roundup? So. They give them a small amount of Roundup, and they immediately see changes in the adrenal gland. During two weeks, guys, two weeks, all took, including a downregulation of mRNA levels of the steroidogenic acute regulatory protein, S-T-A-R, or STAR. Well, STAR plays a central role in the biosynthesis of steroid hormones. Now, interestingly enough, this whole overlap of the down, down regulation of specific mRNA or just the idea that it affects this same, like this is what Stephanie Seneff is getting at ultimately. More than just that. But the point is this uh, direct overlap with glyphosate, what it's done to your body and what the injections are doing. But STAR plays a central role in steroid, steroid hormones. The altered expression of STAR by glyphosate and the herbicides was accompanied by accumulation of lipid droplets in the adrenal gland and increased gland weight. And a, as a consequence, reduced corticosteroid levels. Interesting overlaps with a lot of these things. Like my, I think what was going on with the injections and the COVID-19 it was all we were being tested and they were studying a lot of different things. That's my opinion. Decreased testosterone production was also observed in the other experimental settings, including reduced testosterone levels in pubertal Pu- pubertal, pu- pu- pubertal, it's a weird sounding word, adults, rats, and rats in puberty, and quails exposed to the herbicides and decreased testosterone output in primary cultures of rat, Leydig cells exposed to environmental relevant concentrations of both technical grade glyphosate, but also glyphosate-based Roundup BioForce formulation. Decreased testosterone. And The important part of this is when it gets even further when it talks about you know prepubescent and what that does. It's very very telling. But the point is yes, they're still finding this in a lot of animals when they test it. Also, Roundup reduced mRNA levels of the 3b HSD responsible for late steps in testosterone production. Interesting how focused it seems to be, right? This is about examples of reproductive effects in females. Technical grade glyphosate and its formulations, the, the herbicides, can alter. Uh, decidualization and pregnancy and it seems that the uterus is extremely sensitive to the, to the herbicides. A study showed that neonatal exposure to the herbicides containing 66.2% of glyphosate, apparently the brand's not mentioned, one of them does contain that as the point, increased the number of reabsorption sites and altered decidualization response in rats by decreasing the expression of estrogen and pro- progesterone receptors and downregulating coup COUP-TF11, I guess, or II, and BMP2 mRNA. Moreover, it was demonstrated later by the same group that the herbicide's neonatal exposure also deregulate the WNT-B catenin signaling in the uterus, which might explain embryo losses. These data, together with possible effects on steroid hormone production, described in the section we just read, can provide a mechanistic explanation for the reported changes in uterus biology and pregnancy-related problems after herbicide exposure, such as disrupted uterine differentiation and miscarriage in animal models, and support the biological plausibility of the association found between glyphosate exposure and shortened pregnancy in humans. It's kind of hard to to not see. Like, this is the EPA telling you this is all fake and we don't know. Again, what did they say? No evidence. That doesn't mean proof. That means just evidence. Every single one of these things are evidence. You can maybe say it's not proof, but this is where they play the game between the two words. Obviously, every single one of these studies are evidence. So when they say there's no evidence, they're lying to you. They know that. A study conducted by Kub Saad, and colleagues demonstrated that exposure of uh, rat FO dams to 25 milligrams of technical grade glyphosate between gestational day 8 and 14 induced reproductive problems, such as delayed puberty. This is where it gets it starts to get important. Onset and generation. Parturation abnormalities in F3 generation and or ovary diseases in both F2 and F3 generations indicating direct and transgenerational epigenetic effects. Delayed puberty. Just plucking out the part that's relevant to the main point of today, but all of these things are relevant. Now, the males. The impact of developmental herbicide exposure, and again, these are just glyphosate-based herbicides. I'm just saying herbicides to make it quick on the, the developmental exposure of the herbicides on male reproductive systems has been demonstrated in a number of experimental studies. Apparently to the EPA, none of that's evidence. Our research group showed that pre the, pre, the perinatal rat exposure to 50 milligrams of Roundup disrupted the hypothalamic pituitary texas act, tex, testis axis and promoted a pro-androgenic effect by increasing blood levels of testosterone, Enhancing the weight of the reproductive organs and sperm production at adulthood. This pro androgenic effect was also recently corroborated by a study by uh, Manservici et al., who reported increased anogenital distance in rats exposed in utero and postnatally to Roundup Bioflow. This is the most interesting part. So either way, the point is, it's very clearly having a direct effects on your body when administered during the pre-pubertal period. So before they're in puberty, the Roundup induced an anti-androgenic response, decreasing the levels of circulating testosterone and delaying the puberty entry in male rats. That's right. It's on the nose, man. That's exactly what we're talking about. Almost like it was designed that way in mice. Roundup exposure during the gestation and lactation delayed the testis descent and reduced the number of sperm in the body. I mean, that's crazy. No evidence. But this is exactly what we're talking about. And this is just one. We're just talking about glyphosate. We're not even on the main examples of... They don't even list glyphosate when they discuss the endocrine-disrupting chemicals. It's clearly one of them. It says, considering the several... Herbicide mixtures available in the market, and that their inert ingredients have not been investigated. Oh, this was the same point. Just that when you can when they put them together, clearly that's what's causing the most problem in this specific regard. But either way you look at this, it's exactly the same point. It is causing m- prepubescent creatures to delay that puberty, to cause hormonal shifts, and it gets much much more concerning as we go forward. And this was just an, this was just another study making the same point from two thousand nine, right? So two thousand twenty one. 2009. Glyphosate-based herbicides are toxic and endocrine disruptors in human cell lines. Great. So peer-reviewed science in 2009 saying it's killing everything and we're, it's hurting us. And what happened? Absolutely nothing, right? They're still sussing it out in 2021. Come on, guys. We're being studied. That's what's happening in my opinion. Well, let's talk about dioxins. Also an endocrine-disrupting chemical. One of the the most dangerous, as far as I can tell, well, as you can see here, just basic search, TCDD, has been shown to disrupt endocrine signaling, leading to alterations in ovarian ster- stereogenesis, inhib- inhibition of follicle development. It's everything you might expect. Spontaneous miscarriage, long-term exposures linked to impairment of the immune system, development nervous system, the endocrine system, reproductive functions. Chronic exposure results in several types of cancers. That's what the people in East Palestine are dealing with right now. At least in part, endocrine disruptor, dioxin, TCDD induced mitochondrial dysfunction and apoptosis in human uh, trophoblast-like jar cells. The point is that the science. This is 2010. So if we know these are everywhere, if we know we have stuff like the uh, the study I showed you before, oops, there it is. You know, just simply a study from the year 2000 showing you that, well, this Arctic community, an Inuit community, people people mistakenly often call Eskimos, in, this, in some cases they are, but in this area they're, they're called Inuits. But the point is that they are overrun with dioxins in the year 2000. The point is, as you can see, long-range air transport of dioxin from North American sources. So they proved in the study that in the study it says there's not a a dioxin source within 500 kilometers of this town. What's happening, though, is all of the production and all of the use from this country that apparently they're not telling you about is drifting that far to this town and is in their breast milk. Dangerous levels. But let's pretend like East Palestine is completely fine. Let's pretend like what what CNN was saying back in 1995 is not a worry at all. You know, that what you're finding right now, or back in 1995, which they haven't changed, it's only gotten worse, in your Kentucky Fried Chicken, your Pizza Pizza Hut, Big Macs, and McDonald's, 108 to 150 times more dioxins than the EPA says would be safe. As dioxins become airborne, CNN reports, they go thousands of miles away. Well, exactly. We know that. But weird how they act like we don't know that today. Because there's something going on, guys. This is being either allowed or done. I don't know how to see it any other way. I mean, how could you see it any other way? It's very clear that this is something that at the very least is being allowed to happen. They know all of this stuff. 2008. Dioxin exposure. From infancy through puberty produces, guess what? Endocrine disruption and affects human semen quality. 2008. But yet we don't know. We're confused. What's dioxins? Remember we brought this up at the beginning of East Palestine. I guess they were hoping we just stopped saying it. Even the EPA was kind of not responsible. Like we didn't act like we didn't know what this was. Super embarrassing. 1995. Same year CNN talked about this basically saying that it accumulates in your body, ends up in your fat. EPA says the compounds like the chlorine compounds, you know, like vinyl chloride, can cause serious health problems. Researchers say it's everywhere. How is a story like this and in 1995 just get ignored? It didn't go away. They know that it's affecting your body. Exposure to TCDD in infancy reduces sperm concentration and, mot- and motility, and an opposite effect is seen with exposure during puberty. Exposure in either period leads to permanent reduction of estradiol and increased FSH. I can't talk. F-S-H. These effects are permanent and occur at TCDD concentrations, get this, of less than 68 parts per trillion. I've proven to you that's, more than what's hap- that's less than what's happening in East Palestine. Within each, within each, which is within one order of magnitude of those in the industrialized world in the 1970s and 80s and may be responsible, at least in part, for the reported decrease in sperm quality, especially in younger men. My God. It says here in this 1995 study, developmental effects of dioxins related endocrine disrupting chemicals. Alteration of hormones has long been known to affect development. Don't you love that? So clearly they know this. Right? They know that these alteration of hormones of the chemicals doing so, which they're all talking about, are very clearly affecting development, which is part of what taught with the gender dysphoria conversation. They all know this. Ask yourself why they're not admitting that today. TCDD and related PHAHs modulate the level of many hormonal systems. oxins cause a spectrum of morphological and functional developmental deficits. Phetotoxicity. Thymic atrophy and structural malformations are often noted. Delayed Jenny uh, uh, Turin. Well, how do you say that one? Let's look that one up. Sometimes it's harder to find than. Let's do this. Genito urinary. Genito urinary. That's the UK.
3: Genitourinary.
0: Genitourinary. Genito urinary. Genitourinary tract effects have been observed, and recent studies reported behavioral effects. That's important. Recent studies. This is 1995, guys. So they know it's it's causing effects on your behavior. Highly exposed human offspring have exhibited developmental problems as well. Recently, hormonal and neurological abnormalities have been reported in infants from the general population. The complex alteration of multiple endocrine systems is likely associated with the spectrum of adverse developmental effects caused by dioxins, and related compounds. But I guess we ignored that and moved forward. Right? That's crazy. They're telling you right there these things are directly affecting the 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 development of children in exactly the ways you think. Now we just talked about this whole problem with Scott C Smith and plenty of other times we've covered this the reality of what's really going on in the ground these palestine is horrific. Now and now what does he just tell what he just tells us what's happening in this interview? A dramatic increase in in uh, uh, blood clots, heart attacks, fertility problem, all the, exactly what we're talking about. Okay, let's talk about PFAS. Same point. Contaminating our water and food supply. I guess they don't care though because they've known about this forever. Well, these chemicals can affect our biology by mimicking fatty acids. They also act as endocrine-disrupting chemicals due to their ability to interfere with hormone systems. And they are everywhere. This one's from... 2017, early life exposure to these kind of chemicals and what they're doing. The available epidemiological evidence suggests that prenatal exposure to several of these ubiquitous, which that's the point, they're everywhere. EDCs is associated with adverse neurobehavior. And they point out specifically BPA and, and uh, what was it again? Phthalates. Phthalates. And excess uh, Adiposity and increased risk of obesity and they and PFAS, so they're pointing out all of these, elucidating the presence of of the presence and nature of sexually dimorphic EDC effects. 2017, I think that was it in this one. Oh, last one here. Under the sexually dysmorph- dysmorphic effect, associations. Some associations between endocrine disrupting endo- chemicals, exposures, and childhood health are sexually dimorphic, and EDCs may be capable of acting in a sex specific manner, given the important role that gonadal hormones play in shaping some sexually dimorphic traits. For instance, in a prospective cohort, prenatal exposure to anti androgenic. Uh, Let me do it again. Son of a gun. There it is.
2: Phthalate.
0: It is phthalate. I had it right. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. It frustrates me sometimes when I forget. anti phthalates was associated with reduced masculine play behavior in boys. Let me say that again. The prenatal exposure. So that's one of the main points about all this. Prenatal exposure led to reduced masculine behavior in boys. But guess what? Not in girls. That seems to align with some of the theories people have about what's going on here. Excuse me. Presently, there are no evidence-based methods for reducing EDC exposures. But there are some general recommendations that clinicians could give their consumer. Really? And what do they say? We'll avoid using the products. Try to eat a balanced diet. Are you kidding me? There's no evidence, there's no methods for reducing this ubiquitous problem that we're all telling, they've been telling you for a decade and a half that we're super seriously dangerous. How is that even possible unless we have a government, an entire government down effort to just pretend like this isn't happening? Now you can, why they might be doing that could just be profit. Could be, they don't want to get caught for what they did, but I find it to be more than that. Either way, you have to see this as a top down, completely controlled effort. They have known about all of these For a really long time. 2019. Experts warn PFAS. Endocrine disrupting chemicals. May drive obesity. It's just. Guess what? They warn and nothing happens. Well let's talk about the most important part of this. 2016. The increasing prevalence. In intersex variation. From toxicology. dysregulation In fetal reproductive tissue differentiation. And development by endocrine disrupting chemicals. An increasing number of children. Are born with intersex variation, what they're calling ambiguous genitalia, hermaphrodite, pseudo hermaphroditism. It says evidence shows that endocrine disrupting chemicals, like all the things we just listed and all the rest of it in the environment, can cause reproductive variation through dysregulation of normal reproductive tissue differentiation, growth, and differentiation, comma, growth, and maturation if the fetus is exposed to these chemicals during critical development times in utero. So all of those pregnant women that got pressured to get injections. Well, there you go. Not even not to get into the fact that they were already drenched in glyphosate already covered with PFS and dioxins, but you know, the point is they added to the problem. Animal studies support fish and reptile embryos exhibited, uh, five, uh, for and sex reversal when exposed to EDCs. And I forget what that was. The, um uh, that's what's listed right here. There it's, I don't, I don't want to come back. They're referencing a certain point there, but the point is this next part. Intersex individuals may have concurrent physical disorders requiring lifelong medical intervention and experience gender dysphoria. So look, right off the bat, or right, right, just right there alone, this is a peer-reviewed study in Sage Journals, highly respected platform, from 2016. So let's not pretend like they don't very well know this is happening. That these chemicals, which have seemingly gone extra, you know, on kicked into overdrive since 2000, since before, since they realized this maybe, are literally everywhere. And we can see that they know this, that it is in many cases, possibly all of it for all we know, causing this to happen. What what did we see since 2017? This explosion in people identifying with gender dysphoria and trans and all this different stuff. Now, part of that is very clearly just politics and it being pushed on children. Aside from that, this is happening, and they even make the point to say that well, that causes a lifelong intervention for Big Pharma. They probably read that and said, "Perfect." The mechanisms by which these chemicals are capable of interfering with normal physiological development in children. This is what we're dealing with. Here's another one: 2016, gestational exposure to phthalates and phthalates and gender-related play behaviors in eight-year-old children this is an observational study phthalates used and this again is the plastic that wraps everything and these plastic products are used in a variety of consumer products are a group of chemicals that are ubiquitous in the environment what a just casual statement for something that we're clearly seeing is, is should not be there it's the same reason that teflon was just everywhere and seemingly still being used even though i think we can prove that it's still generally dangerous the point is that they knew about it dupont didn't care Years went by where they were still allowing pregnant women to work on their lines and people were getting sick. They made a movie about it. Nobody was a gym. Everything's fine. DuPont is stronger than ever because that's how this works. Detectable in most humans. Fellas. That's my point, guys. It's in your body. These things are ubiquitous. That should never have been allowed. Some phthalates have anti-androgenic properties. A A prior study reported an association between gestational exposure to phthalates and reduced masculine behaviors in preschool boys. What do you know? In, a, in this sample of typically developing children, higher mater, maternal ur, urinary MEP concentrations during pregnancy were associated with more typical gender-related play behaviors in both male and females, and increased urinary MIBP concentrations were associated with less masculine gender-related play behaviors in males. Point see, see, I mean, this seems like we're just being experimented on. Tweaking the knobs back and forth. Can we increase, decrease, can we make this? Clearly, they don't care that it's happening. 2014. Endocrine disrupting chemicals, elucidating our understanding of their role in sex and gender relevant endpoints. See, at what point do we stop and go, okay, well, they clearly figured this out. Why are they still pretending that because we're being studied? They're aware of this problem, just like they're aware of the vaccine problem, rather the injection. What happens about it? Endocrine-disrupting chemicals are diverse and pervasive and may have significant consequences for health, including reproductive development and expression of sex-gender-sensitive parameters. See, they're stating it outright because back to 2014, this wasn't a big, contentious topic. They're literally telling you, yes, these chemicals can cause people to question their gender ideology. Or rather, their gender, excuse me. Their sexual identity. That's what they're talking about. This one is 2005. forget if that was one that I had highlighted. Let me see. Sometimes these things do refresh on their own. Let's find out. Where were we? Here we go. I don't think so. I'm sure why. It says, are EDCs blurring issues of gender? Maybe it's just simply the point that it's back in 2005. Right? I mean, really think about that for a second. That's how far back this is going. That they're in 2005, you know, are these affecting your perception of gender? And right now, if you even mention this on the mainstream platforms, you'll be be called a, a bigot, a conspiracy theorist, like you're trying to murder trans children, whatever that even means. Except they're not trans children until you make them trans children. So the problem is that this is clearly a focused effort to push that while ignoring the reality. Doesn't seem there's any highlighting. We'll leave it there just to get the same points I've made. Next one: gender fluidity and hormone disruptors. Yeah, see, dang it, why are these things restarting for me? This one's supposed to be the good one. I spend so much time on this stupid. This this app frustrates me. It works better. It doesn't. You don't lose the highlighting, but it slows everything down. This one's still refreshing. Great. Did I lose you guys? I hope not. Well, we'll start reading this and hopefully it'll pop up. Oh, or not. Okay. Well, we're going to get into this and read through more of the connection to this. And like while we're waiting for this one last thing to come up, the next, the next point we're going to get into to finish, because we're, this is pretty much the, 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 end of the show, is the illusion, again, back to that point. I have a couple of finishing points we'll get into, but the illusion of gender dysphoria. The idea that they're now in the community saying, well, we're not, there it goes, we're not suffering from a disorder. It's just a construct. We can just choose, right? That we keep pointing that out. Yeah, I'm just going to leave. I feel like there's something I'm missing in this, but I'll come back to it. I'm sure this is not the end of the conversation. This one, too. I'm just, I'll just go through it. Okay, so gender fluidity and hormone disruptors. Hormone disrupting chemicals may increase gender dysphoria. It's right there. Very clear. Polluted groundwater yields ambiguous genitalia for vulnerable species. The modern human environment is replete with substances that mimic sex hormones. Could these chemicals play a role in contemporary gender fluidity? The age of, uh, let's just kind of skim. It's saying, interestingly, some of these affected frogs were capable of reproducing but produced male offspring. This is the whole same point. Such problems were not, uh, I I just, it drives me so crazy. And I have to fumble through this and try to. it all highlighted. You guys know the same old shtick. But hormone disruptors and gender development, humans may be vulnerable to hormone disruptors in ways that resemble effects on frogs inhibiting polluted wetlands. Why does that keep happening? The culprits are produ- products such as cosmetics, which we've already talked about. Another candidate is pharmaceuticals. Recent evidence indicates that phthalates from plastic and polychlorinated by, uh, by uh, PCBs are one of many factors predicting gender dysphoria. Predicating, and particularly in the case of male-to-female transgenders, right? So they know all of this, and again, this, this one is from 2019. It's, it's as clear as it gets. Now, what the point? He makes the point where they well, they reject the idea, right? Because it's a voluntary choice. That's the thing we keep talking about. But it says gender dysphoria is certainly not reducible to any single cause. Now, I would agree with that, only because we know this is something that's been around from before, and I think people can just have like mental problems with this. But realize, in my opinion, this would be a, a an issue. Either way you look at it, whether we're talking about something that is causing, you know, some hormonal shift that you're confused about or whether this is something that's in disorder based on sexual trauma, all of these are possible. As it says here, trauma experienced in childhood. The bottom line is that these things very clearly can cause gender dysphoria and apparently nobody wants to talk about that. Now, by the way, I wanted to make, I forgot to point this out. I'm not sure why people got, people got like upset about using this picture on this show. This was the one, the gender dysphoria illusion. The point of using this was it, this is one of the kids that was, this is the, uh, uh, Desmond is amazing. Remember this conversation? We talked about this a long time ago, long before this big po- this big focus. This is a, ch- a child who is being dressed up like an adult woman, paraded around at, 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 at strip clubs, late night shows where they were, doing this wasn't even in the context of the, what's currently happening today. And yet they still pushed back on it then. Remember that? That's why this is important because the conversation is the sexualization of children. What else do you call that? It's, I know it can be hard to look at, but it's important to understand that this is happening. and has been for a long time. There's something wrong here, guys. Now, the other interesting thing to think about before I finish with a couple of important points is that now we're in a situation, right, where what I was saying is that they're now saying, well, it's, a, it's not really gender dysphoria, right? We, we, don't, we aren't pr- having a problem that you're a bigot for saying that, even though we just proved to you that to, in order to get any kind of surgery or treatment, they have to be written down, gender dysphoria, then that's where you find out, we caught them on the record, where they're saying, yeah, just write it down, because we don't want to cause them any problem, that's happening, guys, now all of that you might think is not a problem if you don't realize that puberty blockers are very dangerous with no long-term studies, that hormone treatments are even more dangerous with no long-term studies, and the surgeries themselves are horrific, so there is a problem here because those things are permanent and problematic. And so it's not just a simple choice that you can snap your fingers and decide. So there's a problem there between the academic and science community that is pushing this as some kind of normal reality and what the community is telling everybody. How else do you see that besides a choice to ignore that as it happens? So now we're at a point where we're seeing them the same group, right? So we have the endocrine society, all these different groups talking about previously about how these chemicals are causing these problems. But the same overlap here, part of that same community is now the people benefiting from that problem. Endocrine treatments of gender dysphoric children and adults. Right. So, my point is, you now have people that might have been prone to, might have been, you know, inclined to say, Hey, they're, they're, these things are dangerous. They're in fact causing this problem that might go, Well, I'll just treat it instead with more of the same problem and make lots of money. We can't, we really can't dismiss the mo profit motive for average people, but my God, that's a concerning reality. It's just like cause you know, any other thing we see where they cause a problem, and they profit from that same problem. Like the Pfizer investing in cancer research or, or, or heart attacks. It's exactly the same point. Endocrine treatments for the problem that's being caused by endocrine disrupting chemicals. It's absolutely, cons- I mean, it, it's it's disgusting and it's a very big problem. Now, there's a couple of points that I, I don't even know if I want to put this, put, watch this video. It's in another language. I'll just play a very quick opening of this. The point is, guys, that not only do we have this problem, now we've got such a politicized, just tsunami push from average people that in some cases don't even realize what they're pushing, where they're almost forcing this on young kids. And everything I just said should matter. The fact that these kids, by the way, are not through puberty, so I don't know why you're discussing sexuality with a child that can't possibly understand this, that can hear it, they can't understand it, as we all remember, but you are sexualizing them at young ages, and this is a very serious problem. Now, why that's happening, you can decide for yourself. I've done entire shows on that already. But what's problematic is that this political part of this is pushing this now on top of the reality that we know that the chemicals being given to them, that they're being drenched in throughout their lives, are causing them to be more open to this possible idea if not being seeking it out this is a dutch youth sexuality charity they released a video with adults discussing sexual contact con, discussing sexuality with very small children yeah you know what i don't even want to watch this this is so incredibly it, it makes me sick they're they're talking about very very weird things you know, when when your mom rubs you with the towel, how does it make you feel? It's, it makes me sick. Why? This is something that's this is about the adults, guys, this has nothing to do with the children. So watch it for yourself if you want to be really disgusted by this. But they deleted the video and it's threatening legal action against those who upload it. Why does that make how would that possibly make sense? I think they pushed the line a little too far. See, they think they can get in line with the momentum and get away with stuff like this. And there's clearly an agenda here. Things like this are still actually happening. This is from two days ago. Women only spa is now forced to allow trans customers with penises, even though everybody is naked. Now, the, the, the quick point is that in this women's only spa, which those have existed in men's only groups I and mean, all these things have been around forever. They're now, and there's areas in this that apparently because of the way the place works, they're they're required to be completely nude in certain areas, in the spa areas or whatever else, right? So the point is, there's a, this uh, woman, man here, which is a man, never been there, called them, and this has been proven, called them and said, you know, is, is a trans man with a penis allowed in there or woman or whatever whatever they say is a, is a man with a penis with a wig on allowed to go in they said no so this trans person decided to make a huge thing about it and because they're have the momentum right now they were they're now literally forcing this place to allow complete biological males who call themselves women to be in this area with completely nude women Like, can we not realize how absolutely ludicrous this is, regardless of whatever your personal political feelings are? It's the same as having two different YMCAs tell young children, girls, six, seven, eight years old, that they're bigots for not, for being offended by seeing a grown man with a penis who calls himself a woman in their shower. That's a real thing. And not only did the YMCA not do anything about it, they said that they were bad and they were allowed to be there. A grown man fully displaying his genitalia in front of seven, six year old girls in the shower, which caused them to run and hide in terror. It traumatized them. This used to matter 30 seconds ago. But here we are. Tell me you can't see the agenda here. And it's not just about politics. This is something pervasive and sinister. There's something very wrong about all this. And I'm not just talking about any gay person, any trans person, because that would be stupid. This is a political agenda using these people. And a lot of them are involved with it, just like any other agenda. And on top of that, you now have people in political positions telling you that if you, as a parent, do not affirm what they then just decide they are, they can get you, they'll can they take your kids away. This is real. So a child who just goes to talk to, you know, is ta- is taught by the teacher that they can choose whatever they want, which is what they're teaching them. I've already proven this to you goes home and goes, I'm a woman now. They're telling you, you have to go, "Uh uh-huh. Do you want hormones? Or you're going to take your kids away in California. Now, the problem here, amongst the obvious problem, that it even is existing, is that obviously, we're not going to consider whether that kid could be wrong. Does that child have gender dysphoria? Does that matter to this woman? The point is, in her perspective, they can pick what they want. But how does that then, con- doesn't that contradict with the scientific understanding that they're only allowed to get treatment if they are ex- diagnosed with gender dysphoria? So if it's a diagnosis, then why are you telling us to trace what the kid says because of what the teacher told him? Do you see how easy this is to break down? There's no logical logic to any of this. It is completely assumptive, and that's what they want. That's what they're telling you. It's their choice, but that doesn't align with the scientific reality or even what they're doing through the through the treatment phase of this. Here's what she said.
2: Particular bill adds the very important factor that affirming a child's gender identity is in their best interest, which is what your question is about. Why does it get why does it actually say that in a, an affirmative way? And it really is because if you have a seven-year-old who's who's talking about having a potential to say, I being able to articulate that they believe that they are not the same gender um, as they are biologically, then it should be affirmed. And through care, it should be determined.
0: Care meaning puberty blockers. There's only three things we're talking about here: puberty blockers, hormone treatments, and surgery. Right? Let's not let's pretend we've already proven to you in many examples. I can't say it's everyone, <clears throat> we've already proven to you that it's not they the care is not engage counseling they skip right past that oh you're a girl here's here let's get you puberty blockers as soon as possible until we decide otherwise it's it's catastrophically dangerous it is harmful and on that note we also just talked about multiple people experts in fact let me show you this real quick we'll come back to the video telling you this is from June 15, 2022. These are experts working at the largest group in the country. I'm telling you, if I can find it again. Well, there's one up here, actually. I think I missed it. Critics, including some from within the transgender community. Psychologist Erica Anderson resigned her post at this group, which was the World Professional Association for Transgender Health. She resigned her board member post why because she says she has concerns about sloppy treatment given to kids without adequate adequate counseling but she still works there because she believes that there's some people that need it but she believes that they're being sloppy that means giving children who are just confused and aren't transgender whatever you think that means even to her it means not transgender it means confused which everybody goes through giving them things they can't come back from how is that a casual conversation This is Dr. Marcy Bowers. Guess who she is? The Transgender Health Group President-Elect. She's also raised concerns. The uh, the president of the largest group is standing up and going, we're doing this dangerously. She acknowledged frustration of people who have been forced to jump through arbitrary hoops. Oh, that wasn't the one. Uh, Same same person. Oh, oh, the, the point was, same point. She's simply saying, yes, she has concerns about the, that's right there, about hasty treatment. She's telling you that they're, they're giving kids this too quickly without assessing it. But then she follows that up by saying, but she also acknowledges frustration about people who are transgender who have to go through hoops to get it and blah, blah, blah. The point is that all of them, pro-transgender treatment, are telling you there's a problem right now where they are rushing this stuff in sloppy ways without any counseling. I had it highlighted before, but you can read it for yourself. Isn't that important? Doesn't that matter to these people?
2: did with our own child and that would give the ability for a parent who wasn't sure to affirm and get their child the care that they need to make that so they can begin to articulate that determination
0: a child who has no understanding of their sexual identity yet because they haven't gone through puberty and so you're telling me that you're going to give them things that are based on their perception of their sexuality first of all why are you talking to a child about the sexuality if you're not the parent But things that they can't possibly know with people leading the movement telling you they're being sloppy in just this exact way because this woman is about her own benefit. I mean, look, she could be completely – I mean, look, I don't know whether this person is uninformed or dangerous or doesn't care at all. and just about trying to rise up on her political standing like a person I'm about to show you in a minute, desperately trying to do so. But it doesn't really matter. These people should be accountable for what they're doing.
2: But by saying and rejecting it in wholesale, then you're essentially rejecting your child. And that is not in the best interest of a child.
0: Says who? Right? Miss Wilson here? So you apparently know more about what that child thinks than the parent? That you know they're rejecting that child? Or is that child just playing in their mind about what they just heard in school that day? Next day they want to be a fireman. But we're going to pretend like we're going to give them surgery to make sure that happens? No, because this happens a lot with people growing up before they become full-grown humans. They don't know, but to her it doesn't matter because it's all the political fervor today. Trust women, right? You can. You're you're trans if you want to be. These things don't actually make sense outside of the fervor. Once this pulls back a little bit, which it's already starting to, people are going to start to wake up. But that's we can't allow that because in the meantime, children are being hurt. They're being traumatized. They're being mutilated.
2: We should be affirming our children in every possible way and getting them whatever appropriate care they need at every
0: possible way you hear
2: that at every possible way in every possible way
0: the point though again is that she is pushing this ultimately on children that don't even understand what they're talking about but i was going to say something else a I finish
2: whether it's based on their gender whether it's based on how their um, studies are in school it doesn't matter our children should be affirmed and this is no, saying that you have to include gender affirmation as a part of that
0: so you have to you hear that you have to that's the law that's what you're talking. That's what we're talking about, right? I mean, it it just it really does bother me. Oh, the, the point I was going to make is that ultimately, if you you can affirm something without giving them treatments, right? That's kind of the main point a lot of lives people are making these days. Like, are you gay or are you trans? Right? They that's one of the arguments from the lesbian and gay communities right now. Is they're saying, well, there's people that are just lesbians that are being driven into trans community because they they come they go. Well, I I think I like men's things. Oh, well, here, take puberty blockers, and they wake up twenty years later like the person we mentioned and talked to and talked about for, and their their lives are ruined when they were really just gay. and They didn't understand. This is a huge problem. The point is, you can uh, your son, your daughter comes up and says, "I'm a man." You can say, "Go, well, you're a man today. Rock and roll if you want to." The point is, why you think that needs to then move forward forever for the rest of their lives as some kind of definitive statement that changes everything they do. Because that is crazy. But here's President Biden. Today in the people's house, your house, sends a clear message to the country and the world. America is a nation of pride. Well, somebody made a great point about this. Well, clearly this is no oppressed community, is it? (laughs) Clearly, it's hardly oppressed. It's pretty mainstream. So when they keep telling you how they're being suppressed and they're being removed and they're being, clearly it's quite the opposite. So ask yourself why that's being framed that way. Same old flag, again, with the same minor attracted person's flag, which is where it comes from, despite people not knowing that and calling it the transgender colors. I've proven to this twice already. That's the original flag. There's different variations of it with multiple colors, but all of them trace all the way back, as far as I can tell, 2009 to when that was voted on as the minor attracted person's flag. It's not hard to point out. But this person says that flag is hung in violation of American law, which is also interesting which Biden obviously disrespects. He's not they're not wrong. It says if you are displaying other flags alongside the American flag, the American flag should be placed above the other flags. It's if that's not possible then it should be placed highest in the center and should be taken down last. Well, that's not what's happening. Right? Maybe this is just a little slight on and oh, oh that's right. Oh, here it is right there. See? So that's I mean, where are all the military people? Where is the where is the, they should be wildly offended by that. But everyone's too afraid to point it out. And I've shown you this already, by the way. This is the last point that I'm going to finish with. Actually, let's just do this. I'm going to finish with this. Because I want to play. This is I've played you a clip of this before. I didn't know there was more of this. This is three minutes long, guys. This is what this kind of thing is doing to people. I, I'm willing to bet you, just based on how, <laughs> just my personal opinion, how she does not. She strikes me as somebody who wildly believes in this who is not just doing this for politics, somebody who is completely taken by what's going on and thinks this is the only thing that matters. And yet, this is the way you present that. Instead of making a very measured and educated presentation about why this is important and why you misunderstand, why it's not about this and that, you stand up and you childishly stomp your feet and wave your arms and scream the same thing over and over for three minutes. You know what that does? The exact opposite of changing people's minds. (laughs) Yeah, But it doesn't matter because you want to be the one doing it. I'm the one and I, because all of this is really about hubris at the end of the day, that you're the good person because you care. Well, I don't think it's about care. It's about you being shown as the person that cares. That's how I would see this. But before we leave today, if you'd like to support this platform, there's a lot of ways to do so. You can donate directly on the website. You can subscribe to our Substack. You could check out our new shirts from the Free Speech Absolutist shirt on Big Frog. I've been saying Blue Frog, Big Frog platform, outstanding people. You could check out our t-shirts at truthclothing.io and a lot of different sweatshirts and stickers and everything else. You can sign up for our autonomy program and it's called How to Do Objective Research as well as lots of different ways you can directly donate, mail in, all sorts of different things, cryptocurrency. We need your support as always. So I'm going to leave you with that, that video and I won't forget as I often do. It's just kind of alarming, guys, not kind of alarming. It's just, it's incredible that we're even in this position as so many of the topics that we know that this is being caused by the chemicals that are being deliberately ignored in the environment. So you can pretend or you can consider that to be just malfeasance, profiteering, but something tells me it's more than that. But as always, the information is here for you. All the links will be below. And you guys can prove all of this for yourselves. You can dissect it, gather with your friends, discuss these things. I want that to happen more. Like I know people that do this. And I would love to see more people having T-Lab part talk, you know, sit down with the show or the next day, break out all the links and just talk about it. Go through the information and be like, here's a study. Let's talk about this study. What do you think about this? Send me clips of it. I'll put it on the show. I think people need to do this more. We need to get back into that local, in-person community conversation. So very important. The reality, though, is that this is happening. We can see it happening. We can see so many topics we're being lied to, but you are making a difference. They know that, and it scares them. Don't... Stay, stay the course. We're changing things, and we will continue to, regardless of how this goes forward. But we plan on doing some big things, guys. Thank you for being here. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant. and don't be like this person
4: president trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people that's what they're saying out there they're standing in a circle in the rotunda saying that And over again. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans
3: people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people Cross- we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people you matter you matter. And I am fighting for you. And I will not stop. I will not stop today. I will not stop tomorrow. You are loved. You matter. You belong here.